God embodied himself in Christ for our enjoyment. Welcome to Life Study, brought to you by Living Stream Ministry. Life Study is a study of the Bible emphasizing life. Jesus said in John 6:63, "The words I have spoken to you are spirit and are life." Life Study is the fruit of over 70 years of ministry by Watchman Nee and Witness Lee. Watchman Nee began this ministry in China in the 1920s and continued it until his imprisonment and eventual martyrdom. Witness Lee brought this ministry to the United States in 1962. Before we join Witness Lee with today's life study of the Gospel of John, we would like to give you our toll-free number through which you may obtain a free copy of today's message. That toll-free number is 1888 Life Study. Again, that's 1888-543-3788. And now, here's Witness Lee with today's word from John chapter 1. God embodied himself in Christ for our enjoyment. And here in this chapter verse 16 tells us that of his fullness we all have received and grace upon grace the fullness of the godhead of whatever god is dwells in this jesus bodily for our enjoyment i tell you this is grace Grace is just God Himself for our enjoyment. When you enjoy God, when you participate in God, I tell you that is grace. Grace is God. Grace is God for your enjoyment. Grace is God not in doctrine but in your experience. When you experience God as your strength, as your life, as your comfort, as your rest, as your uh, uh, power, righteousness, and holiness, I tell you that is grace. Christ declared the Father God to us in this way. In what way? In the way of enjoyment. Day by day, he affords us a part of enjoyment of God. The more we enjoy God, the more we know God. You can never know the food, but by what? By eating. You may tell me, brotherly, my, all、oh, this meal is so so delicious. I can't know unless I taste. Right, I taste. I take the meal. Now I enjoy the meal, and the meal is fully declared to me by my enjoyment. Now I know what is the meal, but still I cannot explain to you. If you are going to know, you have to eat. God is declared to us by our eating. We have to eat of God. We have to enjoy God. As our grace, this the way that Christ declared God to us. Christ came with 
the fullness of God's grace. You have to enjoy his presence. You have to stay with him. Then you can participate in what God is. And this is the way for him to declare God to you. And this is the way for you to realize God. Okay, when you realize God, you do not only have the grace, but you also have the reality. When God is enjoyed by you, you have the enjoyment. When you get enjoyment, you realize the reality of God. I tell you, right away, the grace becomes the reality. Grace is the enjoyment, and reality is just the realization. God is light, but this is just a doctrine. No realization. When you participate in God, you realize God. Now you have the realization of God. Now you experience how God is light to you. God is life. This is just a turn. Right? But when you enjoy Christ as your portion, then you have the realization of God as life to you. So grace is God for your enjoyment, and reality is God realized by you in your enjoyment. These two things came with Jesus. Not like the law. The law was given through Moses. But grace and reality came with Jesus. When Jesus is here, you have the grace. When Jesus is here, you have the reality. Because grace and reality are just Christ himself for our enjoyment and for our realization. We don't have the Edward adequate word to explain this, but according to our experience, we all know all the things to some extent. You check with your experiences. Oh, many, many times you did enjoy God in Christ as your grace. And many, many times you did have the realization of God as life, as light, as comfort, as rest, as power, as strength, as patience, as humility, as so many good virtues. Right? And this is the realization of God. So you have the reality. Either with grace or with reality. We all have to know there is no limit. Day by day, the grace could never be exhausted by your enjoyment. And day by day, the reality of God could never be exhausted by your experience. The more you experience, the more it is. All the day, it increases according to your capacity of experience. Your capacity, I tell you, of experience is the measure of the fullness of Godhead. How full is God to you? It depends upon your capacity. 
The enjoyment of God is unlimited. It all depends upon your capacity. Now, this declaration of God is in the only begotten Son of God, who was in the bosom of the Father from eternity past. While John was talking this way, this only begotten Son of God was still in the bosom of the Father. He was in the bosom, and he is still in the bosom, and he will be in the bosom all the time when he was with God the Father. Don't check with me, brotherly. Let us know a little bit more. I tell you, I can't let you know a little bit more. This is all what I can tell you because John is a book in simple word, simple term, but profound in meaning. Could you tell me what is the bosom of the Father? We don't have the utterance. Even we don't have the understanding. It's too intimate, too deep, and too profound. I just cannot tell you. Because I don't have the understanding. I don't have the utterance. We all don't have. But we do know this dear only begotten of the Father is all the time in the bosom of the Father to declare the Father. And this is the way for him to declare the Father, to bring us into the enjoyment of the Father. Now, I must tell you one thing. I don't know how to utter it because it's hard. I may just use a little chart here. You see, here is God. God expressed is Christ, right? With Christ, you have what? Grace, right? And reality. When you come to Christ, you enjoy grace and you participate in reality. But here it tells us that Christ, as the only begotten Son of God, is in the bosom. Of God the Father. This intimate enjoyment will bring you right to God, the Father. In other words, this enjoyment of Christ will bring you into the bosom of the Father. And there with the Father, you have what? You know you have what? You have love here. And here you have what? Light. How Christ is the expression of God in the same way. Grace is the expression of love. 
and reality is the expression of light. With Christ, you enjoy grace and reality. When this enjoyment brings you into the bosom of the Father, I tell you, you enjoy love and light. Love is the hidden source of grace, and light is the hidden source of reality. And this is why in the Gospel of John you have grace and reality, but in the Epistle of John you have love and light. The Gospel of John brings God to you. You enjoy Him as grace and reality. The Epistle of John brings you. To God, and there you enjoy God as love and light. Have you got it? You just enjoy grace. Let me tell you, still something more or less superficial. Until grace brings you into love, you get to the bottom. You get to the source. In other words, love is a source. Flows out grace. Love is the source that flows out grace. When you trace back, grace becomes love. And light is a source throwing out reality. When you twist back along the line of reality, you hit light. Light is a deeper experience of reality. That was Witness Lee speaking from John chapter one. If you would like a copy of today's life study message, please call toll free. One eight 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 Life Study. That's one eight 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 five four three three seven eight eight. Now with us in the studio is Ron Kangas, who has been an editor at Living Stream Ministry for over twenty years. Ron, it is good to see you. Thank you. It's an enjoyment for me to fellowship con- concerning the matters of the divine life, especially as the divine life is revealed in the Gospel of John. Why does Witness Lee use the word reality in his message, and what does he mean by it? There are two parts to your question, so there should be two parts to the answer. Brother Lee uses this term because, as a result of careful study of the word usually rendered truth in the Gospel of John, he's learned that. At least in certain instances, this word is better rendered reality. To say something is true,、uh, that's objective. But the word reality connotes something becoming substantially real to you in your experience. It also says something concerning God that He is not only true, 
but that he is the one reality. And that so many things that he created are meant to serve as pictures of himself. So the Lord one day called himself the true vine, the real vine, indicating that the vines you see in a vineyard, they display something of God in Christ as the reality. We use the word reality because it's our judgment that in certain cases it's a more accurate understanding. Now to the second part, what does Brother Lee mean by it? He means... It seems to me two main things. First, is that the ultimate reality in this universe is not anything physical. It's not anything in the creation, in space and time. The ultimate reality is our wonderful triune God himself. He also uses the word reality to convey the revelation in the Gospel of John that God does not want, so to speak, to keep his reality to himself, but he wants in Christ to make himself real to us. That is to say, he doesn't want us merely to believe in the fact of his existence and in the fact of his being triune and in the fact of his being a God of love, but he wants to become real to us in all that he is through Christ in our experience. So I personally find the word reality very rich and very touching. If I could be just personal for a moment to testify that there's just such a hunger in my being to have not only the doctrinal truth concerning God, but to have God in Christ real to me in my Christian life. So I appreciate this word, and I appreciate the exposition of the spiritual significance of this word very, very much. Ron, Witness Lee says that our capacity determines our measure of the fullness of God. Uh, He seems to indicate that our capacity can be increased. Please share your thoughts on how our capacity to enjoy God can be increased. I'll try my best uh, on this one. God, in his fullness, is infinite. He's unlimited. And we're told in John 1, verse 16, I think, of his fullness we have all received, and grace upon grace. So from God's side, there's no limitation. He is unlimited. On our side, we are limited in how much we can experience him, how much we can receive and contain of him. So we may begin our Christian life with, so to speak, a thimble, and as we grow more, it becomes a cup. Eventually, we are increased in our capacity. But your question is, how can our capacity be increased? This really is an experiential matter. And in so many things in the Christian life, there are two sides to this. One is, I need to realize that as a vessel created by God to contain him, I may be occupied by many things other than God that fill me up. 
and that take the place in my heart that belong to God. So I need to be emptied, to be emptied out of what replaces God in my life. So the more I'm emptied, the more I have the capacity to contain God. The other side is that in addition to being emptied, I need my being, my heart, to be enlarged, to be expanded by the Lord growing in me and sometimes by the Lord's dealing with me. You have a verse in the Psalms that says, In pressure you have enlarged me. It's sad that often we believers can be very narrow in our outlook and very narrow in heart. Even if we're emptied out and are fully available to God, we're narrow. And our Father, in his wisdom, has a way to enlarge us, to increase our capacity to contain more and more of God. So to try to summarize this point, first we need to be emptied out so we can be a vessel available to be filled with the triune God. And second, we need the Spirit of God to work on us and in us to enlarge our capacity through pressure if necessary. So our heart is bigger, our spirit is stronger, to contain more and more of God as grace and reality. Ron Witnessley's word concerning the bosom of the Father was quite touching. Please comment on the matter of the enjoyment of Christ bringing us into the bosom of the Father. This matter surely is touching and very tender. Uh, What a lovely expression. The only begotten Son who is in the bosom of the Father. I have to admit, in trying to give an answer, I speak out of limited experience. So my answer, understandably, is, uh, is also limited. The Lord said elsewhere in the Gospel of John that where I am, there you also will be. If we put that together with this phrase, the bosom of the Father, we can see that the Lord's intention is that we be where he is, and since he is in the bosom of the Father, he wants us to be there with him and in him. My understanding of this phrase, the bosom of the Father, is that it is a fellowship of intimacy and tenderness and affection, and comfort, and security. One wonders if this in any way is illustrated by the Apostle John himself leaning on Jesus' breast, leaning on his bosom. It conveys a scene of such rest and comfort and intimacy. So at least we can say this, that the bosom of the Father denotes most intimate fellowship with God the Father in Christ. The Father we know from the revelation, not only of John, but of the entire scriptures, is the source of life. Brother Lee points out that in John 1, we have grace and truth. However, in the first epistle of John, the emphasis is on love and light. And we're told, God is love and God is light. This means that 
God the Father as love is the source of grace. And God as light is the source of reality. When God comes forth in Christ to be declared for our enjoyment, he comes in Christ as grace and reality. And we begin to enjoy Christ as grace and reality. But this enjoyment is not static, by which I mean it brings us into a kind of flowing fellowship that has as its destination the very inner being of God the Father. And when we move in our fellowship more and more into God through Christ, we touch not only grace, but love. And we experience not only reality, but light. So the bosom of the Father, it seems to me, refers to the intimate, personal, tender, affectionate enjoyment of the Father in Christ in a realm full of love and light. This reminds me of Paul's word in Colossians 1, where we're told that we have been transferred out of the authority of darkness into the kingdom of the Son of God's love, where we enjoy the portion of the saints in light. So once we were in darkness, but in Christ our Redeemer, we have been transferred into another realm, which is actually not a place, but it's God himself. And here, in Christ, the beloved Son, we can, so to speak, recline on the bosom of God, enjoying his love, enveloped in his light. How precious. Surely, this is most precious. May the Lord, well, I don't want to put it as an exhortation, but I hope that through this rich word of ministry, the Lord would put into the hearts of his children the desire for such intimate and personal fellowship with God. Oh, there's so much more to this Christian life than we ever dreamed. Yes, there is. Thank you, Ron, for joining us today. You're welcome. If you would like a free copy of today's Life Study message and a gift copy of the Stream magazine, call toll-free at 1-888-LIFE-STUDY. That's 1-888-543-3788. Or write us at Living Stream Ministry, P.O. Box 2121, Anaheim, California, 92814. Or visit us at our website, www.lsm.org At our website you can get a complete listing of the 22 stations of our nationwide radio network with times of broadcast and call letters of each station. In addition, if you have at least a 14-4 modem, you can listen to any program currently in our radio library. These are available 24 hours a day in their entirety. Again, our website is www.lsm.org 
The Living Stream Ministry is pleased to announce the publication of a new book, The Overcoming Life, a fresh and accurate translation of messages given by Watchman Nee in 1935. These messages contain the underlying truth that led to Watchman Nee's well-known classic, The Normal Christian Life. Those who have read The Normal Christian Life will find that the overcoming life speaks with the same freshness, clarity, and surprising originality. This book and other books by Watchman Nee and Witness Lee can be obtained from your local Christian bookstore. Thank you for listening.